It's Thursday the 9th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Shane Lee. Today on the show I'm joined by former NRL rooster himself and funny man Nat Wood. Welcome Nat. Hey Shane, how are you buddy? Mate, I'm really well. Mate, listen Nat, I had you on uh, Lunch with Lee oh, only a couple of weeks ago. For those of you who haven't heard the episode, go and check it out with Nat Wood. Um, it was hilarious. But on the, on the uh, Lunch with Lee podcast, you were talking about back in the day when you were playing, as a bit of a G up, you used to sneak in to your teammates' houses, break, in, break into their houses and scare them. Yeah. Mate. I, I can get a bit loose now and then. I get bored easy. So I'm used to make a habit of trying to break into one bloke's house a week. And I'd break in their house, hide under their bed or get in their shower, wait for him to get in the shower and, and scare the shit out of us. So I've got a bit of a name as a as a, uh, a home invader. Home <laughs> I invader. Mean, well, well, that's that's the question, mate. Um, were you breaking into a few of the roosters' houses last weekend? They, they got done by the dolphins. Yeah, I'd be worrying signs for the roosters considering, you know, you, you would think that Kiri and Walker need to step up and and help mm. these young blokes around the paddock, but they just looked they just looked ordinary. And I, I was, I think the other week when I was on your show, I was tipping Roosters uh, yeah. South to be grand final. I think South look awesome, but they the did. Roosters are worried. I think the worrying thing for me looking at the Roosters is, like, Luke Kiri's one bad concussion off retirement. You know what I mean? Mm. So, right. yep. you know, he and Victor Radley, Victor Radley's got a tackling style that, that really makes him vulnerable to another concussion. You get you got a knock on yep. the weekend. So look, if they lose those two blokes due to concussion, what what have they got coming up to to replace those guys? Is, is a concern for me. Yeah, real concerns. But if you look at the Dolphins team, like they won twenty eight to eighteen over the Roosters, and that, and that in the end they won quite comfortably. But it was all set up by their their forward pack: Jesse Bromwich, Fleece Kafusi, Kenneth Bromwich. Like three older heads, yep. but rep players themselves. Just yep. bashed the roosters up the middle. Well, three three senior players that have come from yep. from Storm. So, yep. you know, they're well-trained, they're well-educated, they've got a good culture about them. If those three blokes can stay fit, I think – and I tipped I tipped the Dolphins to run last, spazzer mm-hmm. than I am. But now, after seeing that game and seeing the the crowd support that they get, they've got a massive home ground advantage. If they can keep that – uh, high percentage. I think they were finishing. I think they finished eighty percent of their sets. So any side that can do yeah. that and it's got a big, a big home ground following, you're going to be hard to beat. You know. So anyone yeah. that goes up there uh, looking for an easy game, I think they're going to be uh, surprised. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll come down to. I think they're a bit light on. If they do get a few injuries, they they they'll really come back to the pack. Yeah, I don't think they've got the cattle. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, I want to ask you about Wayne Bennett now. He's taken over the team, the Dolphins. Is he the, is he the best ever coach? Do you think? I think so, mate. I think his record speaks for itself. He 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 keeps a simple game, keeps the game simple, you know. And he and all the players are there. They're not going to be stuffing around. They're, they're there to impress him, you know. So mm. he keeps it simple. They've got a high completion rate. They've got those three guys that we spoke of, the Bromish brothers and Kafusi. If they aim up, the young blokes are they're going to bust their ass to impress those guys and Bennett. So they've got. They got the nucleus of what's needed to be to be to be a solid a solid threat to a to an, a top eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now they looked really good. Let's have a quick look at a few of the other matches. Um, in particular, I thought Manly looked pretty good against the Bulldogs, thirty-one to six. Did you see that match? Man, yeah, I watched all the games. Yep. Manly looked slick. Yep. Uh, I think Seabold, Jimmy Dimmick, and Flanagan uh, have really put a bit of starch back mm, into the I Manly agree. team. Uh, and you can just see the boys; uh, they've got strike weapons all over the pay, all over the paddock. So, you know, they they and the Cowboys to me look very similar mm. in playing style. That'll be a good game when they meet. 
Uh, but I think Manly, if they can stay focused and, and, and as tough as they played on the weekend, uh, are a big chance of top four. The Bulldogs, uh, I was expecting a lot more for them, just with their, the players they've signed in the off-season. You've got um, Kem Sorallo as the new coach. They just looked a little bit disorganised, I thought. Yeah, they look lost. Yeah. They look lost. I think Flanagan, Flanagan got uh, Sinbin, didn't he yep. get Sinbin? Yeah. Or he was off? So they, they, they lost their way a bit there, and I think he's a player that needs he needs the full 80 minutes mm. to to leave a mark and get his confidence on the on the game. But yeah, they looked they looked out of sorts. So I can't see them having a big year. No, uh, a big upset for me. Broncos 13 defeating Penrith 12. Broncos look big, strong. Yeah. They might be on the Kelvin Giles cocktails. <laughs> Is he back up there? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, mate. Hey, um, uh, another a match that I thought was. Didn't quite go the way I thought. I thought the Eels played okay, but Storm got the chocolates at the end, sixteen to twelve. Yeah, the, like what do you say about Munster? How tough is he? Oh mate, did you no, see I'd that be, finger? Did you see the bone come out of his finger? Yeah, oh. yeah, that was my. That was how my finger looked when I tried to rip my wedding ring off. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I'd love to know if it was if it was if it was himself that said, "No, I'm going back on," or, or Bellamy said, "Mate." Please go back on it. I reckon he would have been the sort. Of, he's the sort of guy that say, "Look, stuff me finger. I can, I can, I can get through the game. Let's fix it next week. Put me back on." So, so Munster's out now for three weeks. Yeah, after coming back on, which is as we both know, it's a bloody tough effort. Um, but they're yeah. bringing in young Tyrone Wishart, who I, um, I knew his dad, Rod Wishart, who was a boy from the south coast, and he wasn't a bad fast bowler. Do you play against Wishy? I played against Wishy. He looked like He Man. Don't you think Rod Wishart looked oh, like He Man? Big quads. Massive legs. Yeah. I got chicken legs. So I was. I probably had a man crush on Rob Wishart. I think I also had a man crush on Viv Richards. He was. A, he was a good style of bloke. <laughs> I think Viv Richards got Rob, Rob, Rob Wishart covered. Though. Yeah, I think so. Definitely in the shower. Anyway, on swagger. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, I, I think I saw Wishart. He fumbled that ball uh, in a bit of a panic when he was under that high mm. ball. But other than that, I think, I think he's a solid player. Yeah, they're going to throw him in the deep end. He's going into 5-8 to take over Munster's spot for the next three weeks. So, um, yeah, we'll see Bellamy not you know, giving him a chance. So we'll see how he goes. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's what he's there for. He's there for as a backup that's it, mate. Uh, player. Yeah. So he's got to jump into wherever he Well, I think him. he played 15 matches last year. He predominantly came off the bench. But, uh, yeah, got to give a young guy a go. At some stage, you've got to step up. And so be watching that with um, with keen interest. Uh, the, other, the final yeah. one to talk about, the Warriors 20 defeating the Knights 12. Ponga, once again, not living up to his expectations, I don't believe. Yeah, well, the the, the head knock yep. um, the, the the doctor that comes on now, uh, I think that's going to ruin a lot of multis. It ruined mine. <laughs> you know, so cool. I think all the betting agencies would be happy with that, that independent doctor coming mm. in now. Well, um, mm. now just talk about uh, some head knocks. Uh, I remember about, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, my good mate Corey Pearson was still playing for the, the Balmain Tigers, and he said they're having their Mad Monday. And he said to me, "Come along yeah. the rocks and then have a have a drink." Uh, I, I stayed for about ten minutes. There was some guy in their team called Switch, and I said, "And why do you call him Switch?" And they said, "You'll see." And about two minutes later, Switch ran across the pub and just tackled three blokes off a chair. And I said, "I'm out of here, Corey." <laughs> yeah, we got blokes like that. We call them Tina Turner. <laughs> why is that? They, they just they're Turners. They turn one second they're Switch, next minute they're Turner. Mate, well, what? we we. My Mad Monday, my, I had a good Mad Monday when I was at the Roosters. Yep. Uh, Freddie Fittler did his groin in, and, we, and by the end of the night, his balls were black. And, and that's how bad he tore his groin. And I said, mate, we're going to uh, Watson's Bay tomorrow for Mad Monday. He's like, Natty, I can't come. I can't come. So you're coming. He goes, mate, I can't come. 
So I left his house, I rang my brother and we went to the hospital and we stole him a wheelchair. We brought the wheelchair back and we wheeled him all day around. Watson's made in a wheelchair. And everyone kept saying, why, why are you in a wheelchair? And he just kept showing, flashing his jats, crackers at everyone to show them the colour of it. Made impersonate Viv Richards. <laughs> yeah, he was, <laughs> he was half impersonated. He didn't have the sword to match it. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break now and uh, we back after the quick ad break and um, to ask Nat some more stories and some head lines around possibly some troublesome behaviour from a few of the boys. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. I'll start now, Nat, with um, do you think that the, the World Cup, being in the off-season, has had a, a real effect, particularly for the, some of the pre-season for the bigger clubs, like missing the teams? Penrith started pretty slowly, so they've lost lost the first match. Um, do you think that's had a bit of an effect on them? I don't think it should. Look, the, the, the coaching staff manage the players' physical fitness and, and well-being pretty mm. well. You know, I think it might be a mental, uh, mental attitude okay. that, that they could be suffering with, but I said to you on the last week when I was on the show that I think Penrith won't make the top four. I still, I still stand by that uh, prediction. I, okay. I think they're a chance to lose in the first three games, to be honest with you, because I think South, South were the most impressive side for me yeah, last good. week. They yep. looked awesome, um, and the Broncos and and Manly. But for me, South, uh, especially with Latrell in the side, uh, mm. they look hard to beat. So. Look, I think Penrith play South than Parramatta. Uh, yep. If Parramatta lose this week, they're going to be busting their ass to win. They don't want to lose the first three games. So uh, both sides could be struggling. Uh, I mm. think that Penrith could be looking down the barrel of three, three straight losses. You talked about Latrell there, and I just sort of, the, the look in his eye. Latrell, I think, if he's looked back at the last couple of seasons, particularly at club level, mm-hmm. he's probably let himself down a bit, you know, getting sent off and... Um, getting suspended. I think my gut feeling is that he thinks this is going to be his year. Do you get that feeling as well? Yeah, he's got that look about him. I yeah, saw yeah, I saw a podcast with Sonny Bill Williams, mm-hmm. G.I., Latrell, and um, Cody Walker, and the way they spoke, I was speaking about their culture and stuff like yep. that, and Latrell just looks like a much more mature and refined mm. player. You know what I mean? I think he knows his purpose this year. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you'll have a really big year, mate. Um, you mentioned the concussions before. There's the NRL's now appointed an independent doctor, mm-hmm. and it's got some real uh, a few coaches upset. Ricky Stewart in particular, Wayne Bennett saying, "Well, you don't trust us as coaches to know when our player's not well. We're not going to send a player back on the field if we think they're concussed." Is the independent doctor here to stay? I, I believe it is. Oh, it has to be. I, you know, yep. there's there's some court cases happening now in the UK and here mm-hmm. for for players with concussion. I'm one of the players that that is involved in that because, like I've told you in previous interviews, if I wasn't getting knocked out twice a year, I wasn't trying right. that year. You know what I mean? So, I'm feeling 
I'm feeling the effects of so many concussions during my career. Uh, so mm-hmm. they have to look after the players' welfare as best they can, and this is the way they have to do it. Mate, just finally, uh, I want you to wind forward now to the grand final, and mm-hmm. uh, who do you think is going to be in it, just quickly? South, I, I was tipping South Roosters, yep. but I, I, after the weekend's performance, I don't think the Roosters were. I wouldn't be surprised if South Manly or South Broncos happens. Wow, okay, big prediction. And then at the halftime entertainment, what outdated muso do you think they'll wheel out? Oh, wow. <laughs> will it be Freddie Fittler and the Black Balls? I don't know. Who's going to be singing? I know that Brian Fletcher um, plays the drums at home, and I know that Heine's a league guitar. I think they'll come out and they'll, they'll perform with the Foo Fighters at halftime. <laughs> That's what a little birdie's told me. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that, mate. Well, well, thanks, uh, mate. Nat, it's always a good laugh, mate. I'll let you get back to your, your boxing training. You need to do some corporate boxing uh, preparation for a few guys. Thank you, mate. Mate, uh, thanks to everyone for listening today. Um, hit follow or, or subscribe or we've list your podcast. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Elite Pet. Um, and thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh. And, and thanks, Nat, for coming on the show, mate. My pleasure, mate. Have a good day, Shane. Cheers, boys. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.